What comes to mind when you hear the word vulnerability? Do you equate that with weakness or strength? Christina here with Nina's Journey. Each week, we're going to hang out and walk through a topic that's going to light our soul on fire. Together, we're going to unpack past experiences, talk through feelings, and so much more. Together on this podcast, we will learn to love, live, and grow. Because I believe when we learn to love openly, we will begin to live with vulnerability. And ultimately, that is when we grow. Here we are, a month in. Who's excited? I am. I am a week behind, and for that I apologize. It seems like in seasons where I set the stage and I'm building something and I'm the momentum is carrying, the universe just tries to knock me down. And in the last week, I was in a tough place emotionally. And it's really stemming from a custody battle and a piece of my story that I have ready to talk about more in a later episode. But it is present now and I wasn't expecting it to be. So I've had a couple of weeks here where I've had a buildup of emotional challenge and last week I really needed to let something go with the stress of my last conversion for my day job through the health system and then just the emotional turmoil I was dealing with Uh, for me to be good for you and for me to be good for myself, I really needed to take that break. But I'm back, and I'm here, and I am ready to explain to you about what I mean by living with vulnerability equals strength. What comes to mind when I say vulnerability? Do you get this sense of, ooh, I don't like it? Does it feel like weakness? Does it feel like it leaves you open for hurt? Maybe exposure? As I explain those things, it's this idea of kind of having that openness. I get a sense when I talk to folks, even within my own marriage and relationship and my own journey of kind of understanding this stuff, that term vulnerability has this like skittish response, like, ooh, let's not go there. Mm, not feeling it. This doesn't seem like a good thing. And I want to tell you today that living with vulnerability is not weakness. Living with vulnerability truly, truly equals strength. Where I really learned this concept was through uh, Brene Brown. I started following her and consuming some of her material and following her research, which really began when I came across this video when I was looking at another video that was provided to me while in therapy. Yes, friends, I said therapy. 
I do feel that therapy is important for anybody. We are human beings and we are dealing with feelings and emotions. And just as much as we would go to the doctor for any other organ system, whether it's our heart isn't working as expected, there's an arrhythmia or our you know, endocrine glands or whatever it might be, it just really, we would go to the doctor to deal with that system's need. And therapy is a way to help the brain. And I think that anybody benefits from that. And we are nothing but a giant chemistry experiment. Yes, friends, we are science walking. So I truly think that uh, it's beneficial to everybody. So as I was saying, my therapist gave me some TED Talks to watch, and I am inquisitive by nature. So when you watch YouTube and you kind of consume content, it's like, because you watched this or because you viewed this, here's some recommendations. You know, the power of data, it really is a beautiful thing. That's what I do for a living. It's just amazing. So yes, there I was here. Watch this. And that's where I came across this video on YouTube. It was presented to me, and it was um, Brene Brown. You can look it up. It is the Power of Vulnerability TED Talk. It absolutely changed my life. I am talking like mind-blowing. Yes, sound effects and all, friends. I felt so relatable to as she was talking, as she said the words, vulnerability is basically uncertainty, risk, and emotional exposure. I hugged myself a little bit as I could feel that, ooh, feeling starting to surface. It, it was in this hurt pose, like really, yes, I get it. And then she continued to say, I was raised to get her done and suck it up. Family and culture. Okay, can I just get an amen? Or can everybody, can you just raise your hand and say, yes, me too? I don't think that that's an uncommon theme shared in society overall. So uh, the term suck it up buttercup, I've heard myself say that to my kids. And I, I have quickly nipped that in the butt. And it's a phrase that I kind of troll for in my mind. And if it comes out of my mouth, I actually stop and I, I sat down and I, that's not what I want my kids to do. I don't want them to kind of just suck it up. I want to teach them how to be still, whether it's physical pain, whether it's emotional pain. As human beings, if we stop and be still, we respect that pain and we work through where it's stemming from, and we grow from that pain. It's not about packaging it up, putting it in a box, and putting it on a shelf. That is not going to do us any good. So I'm going to ask you, have you spent time trying to outrun or outsmart vulnerability? Because here's the deal, we're human beings and our species has this beautiful brain. We feel a multifaceted 3D nature of emotions and feelings. Things are coming in, being processed, spun around. So our mere existence, just being here, we really do need to harness 
the power of understanding vulnerability. Emotions happen and you need to be able to, as it's coming in, you need to define that. What I mean by this is emotions come in and and you get this, like there's a physical response to emotions. And being still, you need to take that emotion and then define it into a feeling. So um, how I've equated this with the kids is you can buy an eight pack of crayons or you can buy the 64 pack of crayons, right? So we've got different shades. Feelings are really the same. You could have the eight pack where you're happy, mad, sad, etc. Or you can spend time extending that color palette of your feelings and defining things in a different way. You know, is it excitement? Is it joy? Is it gratitude? Is it hurt? Is it what what is it? And and extend that vocabulary in your feelings bank. And so then when you're able to start defining these feelings and having a comfort in that and receiving them and managing that, you will gain a, a really good understanding or be prepared to step into vulnerability. And, you know, vulnerability really is about showing up and being seen. The yucky feeling comes from this idea of what we think he or she will say what he or she will think. That's where that uh, sense of vulnerability really comes in. It's that fear of judgment that just squelches our willingness to be vulnerable. It's not actually being vulnerable itself. This, my friends, is really why I stage it in a way where I believe that loving within first is the piece of this puzzle where you can start to venture in and move towards that state of growth because your confidence will start to stifle that whisper of the internal fear of judgment. If you feel like you're not good enough, how will you ever be able to snuff out the thoughts or statements of another person or thinking that another person might find you as not being good enough? That's why we start with internal love. That's why we start building that confidence. And then when we're loving within and gaining that traction with confidence, we're able to step into living with vulnerability. So what does that look like? It looks like this. Knowing that nobody is perfect. Let's just take the typical storyline, like what are some of your favorite movies? Let's take heroes. There is a kryptonite, right? There's this idea that people have something that they are vulnerable to. So everybody loves heroes because they're good and they're relatable. They're like taking on the world, but they're also dealing with this area that challenges that. They're not perfect. I'm telling you right now, do not trust perfect. Perfectionism. Her research is the belief that if we do things perfectly and look perfectly, we can minimize minimize or avoid pain of blame, judgment, and shame. No, that's not living. That's not life. 
That is straight up a facade. That is this idea that we are not going to let people really see who we are. Junk. I don't want to see it. Stop it. Living with vulnerability is allowing yourself to be relatable. It's allowing yourself to be seen. Please know that on my journey with self-development and personal validation, I learned that perfection is not the key to success. In fact, it really hampers it. And I'm here to tell you that I know this because I am a recovering perfectionist. Yes, I've told it to my husband. I think he's even giggled about it. Like, did you just say you're a recovering perfectionist? Yes. Yes, friends, I am a recovering perfectionist. This idea of perfectionism about trying to earn approval. Do you recall from my letter the things that I've struggled with? Most of us with this, we've grown up with this idea of being a praised for achievements and performance or modeling this is the idea. It's striving for good grades and manners and following rules and people pleasing. People pleasing, I'm telling you, it's something I deal with on a daily basis. This is what really starts to create the self-definition of I am what I accomplish. No, I want you to know that you're not defined by what you accomplished. That's what we're doing here is learning to redefine ourselves and reinvent ourselves by something much deeper. The last thing that I want to share on perfectionism and then kind of step into what it looks like to let go of the idea of being perfect and expectations is really, it is statistically proven that perfectionism has a relationship with depression, anxiety, addiction, and life paralysis really is important that as I walked through this, if you're finding or you're like, yes, perfectionism is something that I'm struggling with, be still with that and see if you're noticing other impacts of that. So the opposite of this is being okay with trying something and then trying something new if it doesn't work. It's this concept of, I would rather you try and find out that it doesn't work for you, then be afraid not to try at all. As a parent and as a leader, I do preach mistakes. If you are trying and not succeeding, have you ruled out something that isn't working for you? Uh, Take your findings and adapt. I call it pivoting. This is what I started to realize really when I was working with something as simple as my health journey. I have removed almost 80 pounds from my physical frame. That's like the size of a large male Labrador. Gone. Off my body. And I'm not a petite gal by any means. At almost six feet tall, I can carry a load. We'll just put it at that, okay? (laughs) So when I started this journey over 18 months ago, I tried something different Remember that recovering perfectionist? I really just, I'm like, I'm going to do this by trying to figure out, try things, figuring out what works and what doesn't. I approached adding things versus removing things. You know, nobody likes to diet or take things away. So I tried something completely radical for me, and that was, I'm just going to add things. Uh, I started by adding ounces of water 
each day, making sure I got my water. And when I got that, I actually added one cup of vegetables to my diet um, or my daily routine. So I continued to do that. And as I made additions, my body actually naturally made changes and didn't crave certain things. So by making those changes, that idea of taking unhealthy things away was just kind of naturally done. But the psychology behind it was that I was adding and not depleting myself. In addition to this, I had to trial and error some things. I'm unique. So what works for me might not work for you. Some foods for me and how my body reacts may be different for you. But I really allowed myself some grace to make mistakes. I also treated myself and I stopped with this rigid idea of tracking to a T or um, benchmarking. Again, it was that achievement, that driving to achieve in this um, perfectionism that I was, you know, I wanted to not do anymore. So I did um, balance things. And I found, you know, sometimes a week or two would go by and my strategist just wasn't working. And so I would reevaluate setting myself aside and another example is I've really adopted this into how to teach my kids and I want them to try on their own and what I tell them is I will help you if you are trying to help yourself I want them to be comfortable with trying something and learning that you know this might not work and being okay with showing up and being seen I don't want them to be afraid to not try because then living in fear really, it takes us all the way back to the beginning. Remember when being vulnerable, that yucky feeling really isn't about being vulnerable or learning from a mistake. It really is this fear of judgment. And so I allow my kids that grace. Uh, I do discipline differently. I trend behaviors and I talk through learning. And when they are showing that they are recognizing that, um, I will reconsider some of the discipline or maybe modify it a bit. Uh, My kids have told me that I am different. I discipline them differently. And so I take that as a compliment. Uh, And you know what? We're all human beings. Nobody is perfect. Remember, we're not trusting perfect. We are going to be real. We are going to be raw. We are going to live with vulnerability because that is when we can start to step into a growth mindset and grow beyond right now. And as we wrap up here, I, I want you to know that to live with vulnerability will allow you to embrace and fully extend empathy. And what are the qualities that empathy carry? It's perspective in the ability to take somebody else's perspective and recognize their perspective as their truth. It's avoiding judgments. As judgments, it clouds clarity. It's recognizing emotions of another person. And it's communicating and understanding. See, empathy is basically the ability to understand somebody else's emotions. And this is a skill that truly can be developed. I do personally feel that you must spend time understanding your own emotions Once you're able to fully explore internally, you will be able to better gauge others in the external environment around you. So I'm going to leave you with this. What I tell my kids, 
The most important skill that you can develop is one, knowing and recognizing that you are having an emotion. Define it as a feeling. And two, take a moment to really understand where it's coming from. And know that feelings can drive your thoughts. The brain will start to believe your thoughts. They're like a movie reel. They're kind of coming through. And if you don't engage them and define them and assure that they are truth, then you're going to start to believe them. So you really need to be engaged with what's going on inside your mind. With that, I want to share Brene Brown's quote of vulnerability is not winning or losing. It's having the courage to show up and be seen when we have no control over the outcome. Vulnerability is not weakness. It's our greatest measure of courage. People who wade into discomfort and vulnerability and tell the truth about their stories are the real badasses. Thank you, Brene Brown, for inspiring me. And I want you to know that I will not unscrew your light bulb in order to shine brighter. I'm going to hold that damn ladder and I'm going to get you up there so that you can secure yours. And together, we will shine brighter. Thank you for joining me for this week's episode of Nina's Journey, learning to love, live, and grow. If you liked today's episode, be sure to hit that subscribe button so that you don't miss any future episodes. I will leave you with this from Joel Osteen. Your job is not to judge. Your job is not to figure out if someone deserves something. Your job is to lift the fallen, to restore the broken, and to heal the hurting. And that's what we do here on Nina's Journey.